another episode Behind the Vinyl with Darren and Nicholas. Right, um, Behind the Vinyl uh, once again, um, Nicholas and Darren, joined by um, Blackstone Cherry. Hello. How, How are, are you doing? Good, you? I'm, I'm good too. Nice to have you guys back in, yeah. uh, in sunny Sweden. Yes, yeah. sunny but chilly. Sweet. It is a little yes. bit chilly today. We wouldn't Absolutely. have it any other way. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, though. I'm actually really uh, I'm glad it's cold because right. it's been so hot this summer. And I'm, right. I'm a cold-natured guy. I hate right. cold weather, but I, I'm so glad that it's cold today. Okay. You know, we were over here a month ago uh, playing, and we were I remember in Germany, and it was like the hottest. Oh, yeah. Like, it was like oh, yes. 115 yeah. degrees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Clubs. It's good. Oh, we're sweating, though. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is fashion weather, man. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's not too cold. You know, people are wearing all their good clothes and their good jumpers right. and all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Well. I just went out and bought myself a 1977 jumper. It's nice. There you go. You're talking about like a, you're talking about like a full, like a. No, anything. People are just right? people. Um, no, no, I'm not. But, but <laughs> the uh, the thought just sprang into my head with you and a leotard and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> so you guys are out here um, playing with Alice Cooper. Yes. Wonderful. It's been amazing, really. Um, it's funny. The other night on the bus, we were talking because we talk about it every night. You know, even you would think, okay, we've been in the tour for a few weeks. You know, we kind of get uh, we're kind of used to it. You don't get used to it. You know, you don't get used to opening up for an icon, right? You know? And then one of the guys on the bus the other night said. Do you all really realize who you're supporting right now? You know who you're out on tour with, and you know, and you have to kind of think about it like that. Like when we get home off this tour and we watch Wayne's World again <laughs> for the eighth yeah. time, and you see the scene where he's doing "Feed My Frankenstein," you yeah. go, "Man, I remember taking a shower and hearing that while you know backstage. Like that's that's bizarre. Yeah, and that's those are cool things though. So um, no, it's it's been incredible. His camp is hands down some of the most coolest people. They they treat us like you know, we're in the band with them. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's been awesome. But you guys have, um, I don't want to say blessed because you've, you've earned and deserved every, every step, but you guys have had some great, played with some great people over your time too. We have. We, yeah. We've been very, very fortunate to play with legends, you know, like one of the first, uh, first tours we did outside of the States, you know, in an arena was with White Snake and Def Leppard. Right. And then we toured the Nickelback guys. I mean, it, you know, it. Skinner, we're doing another Skinner date coming yeah. up, and you can never do too many. <laughs> too many Skinner dates. You know, like, <laughs> we, we, you're very much right. Uh, um, we're know. very blessed to, to yeah. tour with them. And, and to be taught by those guys, I'll tell you. Yeah. And the, like, the bigger they are, the, the bigger catalog and legacy they are, cooler they are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and you try not to, like, be nervous around them, you know, and just, you know. <laughs> But it's it's cool. Like, <laughs> love it. Nice. And uh, speaking of legends, um, behind the vinyl, which is the show, we're going to break down uh, Black Sabbath, the first Black Sabbath record. Yes, yes. Right. the creepiest album cover ever, maybe. <laughs> you think? Album cover. <laughs> I love that album cover. It's so. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, "Man, what is that standing out there in the woods behind?" Right. Me? You know, I was like, "I don't know." I love that. Love that. Well, there's a for for people that can't picture it, it's kind of like an old windmill yeah. In, yeah. in the background, and a maple lake. Durham watermill. Absolutely, which mm. you can still go to. You can still go to the same, yeah, and yeah. get your shot there. Yeah. It's a little bit cleaned up now, and the woman is a little bit of a mystery of who the woman yeah, is. They don't, they don't know who she was. They right? don't. They don't really know. There was. Or one, she was named Louise. I think L- Louise. Yeah, that, she was a model that that was named Louise. Yeah, 
And was she a fan of the band? No. Okay. No, she was a model, but she did go and see Black Sabbath once and, and went backstage, got herself backstage and introduced herself as... I'm on your album cover. I'm on your album cover. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. That's cool. I, I wonder, th- this is something I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, they also had that and they also had like an, an inverted cross. Right. On the inside. Now, the band didn't know about these things. Right. You know? So um, so the, the whole evilness of Black Sabbath is, you know, there's that, that mystery and mystique. Mm-hmm. And it was basically something they ha- didn't have to do with it. What would it be like in this day and age, you guys not having control of your cover? You know, that's kind of the same happened with Paranoid for Black Sabbath. They had right. no control over the cover. Uh, it's so funny and interesting. It's so funny. This, yeah. is, this is a band that went top 10 yeah. in the UK and top 25 in America back in those days, but they, they had no control of their artwork. What, what do you think about that? I mean, honestly, we... Um, we don't we don't, we don't don't actually play on our records. <laughs> uh, no, well, well, what's funny, we're talking, I mean, you just showed me this, and this is the first, this is just a promo copy, but of our blues thing here. It was the first time I've seen that, but uh, the thing with us is we um, we are very much hands-on with, with everything that we yeah. do from, uh, obviously, the music, but the artwork. You know, John designed this, and he designed... The last three album covers of ours. Yeah, he's, um, he's, we're very fortunate. Yeah, he's, he's very good in the photoshops. We kind of took over. We took that over. Now, granted, it, when our first album came out, and second album, and third album even came out, um, we were given options by the label essentially. Oh, you know, like here's what the label had created. Okay, here's some different proofs. You know, like five or six different versions, and we had to pick from that. That was the closest I think we've ever gotten to not really being 100% right. involved. It's like you have options and then and then you get to pick one of those. You know, everybody has to agree on it. Now mm. we kind of sit back and the four of us kind of go, well, what do we want to do for an album cover? Yep. You know, so I, I, honestly, I couldn't imagine putting out a record and then and then not having any control. Of what no, it no, like. no, no. I mean, album cover and album, the artwork, it represents who the band is, you know. Luckily, that album cover for Sabbath worked out because yeah. it fits that vibe perfectly. It does, it does. You look at it, it and you go, what does this sound like? Yeah, you know? yeah. What if it came out all happy and, and you know, bright colors? You know, it'd be like, what? <laughs> That'd have been totally different. Um, yeah, I can't imagine us being handed an album and saying, oh, didn't know that picture was in there. Right. first record or was it paranoid where they did it at the old it was like a castle or something they were doing it and they all got scared to death in there because uh was it geezer saw some black shadow walking down the hallway <clears throat> yeah he drove home yeah he he would, yeah yeah, yeah. it wasn't the first one no it wasn't i think the first one the first one was recorded in one day, they weren't, one day. Yeah. yeah they weren't sleeping overnight anyway exactly they, no, no. 12, 12 hours they recorded everything yeah you know? And then went down and had some beers at the pub. Yeah. Basically, it was a live record, really. Yeah, it was a live record, yeah. and yeah. it was. Um, they talk a lot about that with the with the producer who 
who let them record it as live, and they yeah. just put a couple of guitar and vocal overdubs. Yeah, but it was effectively a live record. Yeah. You know, our, our first record. I mean, our, our, we we made a record in high school called Rock and Roll Tape. Mm. Yep. And I mean, it's to me, it's one of the greatest classic records that's ever been put out. Produced. And <laughs> the sound quality is just. I mean, it sounds like something you know from uh, uh, Henson Studio. It. Uh, no, it's it's bizarre, but it's like. You you listen to it and you go wow like like you know we were six, 16, 17 years old and had no idea about the outside world you know and because we we grew up you know in a very small town in Kentucky and it's like you know that was like we were singing about stuff that we just knew about yeah and, and the same thing on the debut record once once we got a, a record deal we put out you know Blackstone Cherry it was like you know I remember talking about artwork like. This guy, Greg Waterman, took our, our photos for that album. And I remember, like, you know, talking about artwork and how it gets put together. Uh, there were things that, like, uh, and th- this is actually really cool, but I, I remember he took pictures, actual band photos, like, out in my grandparents' backyard. And uh, then he took shots of, like, inside the practice house, right up the road, and, like, in my grandma's kitchen. So, like, I remember when it came out, like, there's things, like, he took images off, like, Fred's old trucks. Mm-hmm. Like, and then some, it was a picture in my grandma's George Washington kitchen. Yeah. was in the, that was kind of cool. It was very uh, abstract and, uh, uh, like, uh, I don't know, like, something like, would it be inspired by Salvador Dali or something, oh, where it was, right, like, yeah. uh, not the melting it, stuff, it but like just, like. Great album. Yeah. Like, you know, like, Ooh, like, it was really cool. That's a cool band. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. But I think sometimes bands just like in the in the early beginning of anything, you know, any kind of project you're doing, you know, you're 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 going with it. You're yeah, going with sure, it. You're sure. Yeah, 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 you're going with it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think that whole going with it causes problems with people signing record deals. You know, so yeah. suddenly they sign a seven record, you know, they seven album deal. They, yeah, yeah. they went too far with it. They yeah. went too far, you know, because they had <laughs> yeah. nothing. They had nothing to gauge it on, and they were just so desperate to. Yeah. To yeah. Get yeah. Going. yeah. 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 We, we were very fortunate. We had my dad, who's a very very experienced music business guru. And, of course, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, very fortunate. But, but yeah, it happens like that. And sometimes sometimes you just got to do it. You know, yeah. you're like, okay, all right, you know, here's where we're at. We're, we're playing bars. we got a record deal in front of us, you know. But, you know, they're not always the greatest sometimes, but you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Hell yeah.
what are your memories of, of your first memories of this first Black Sabbath album? Did it knock you on your asses? Were you? My uncle had it, um, and I remember being at my grandma's house, and uh, my uncle didn't move out. Uh, much like me until he was probably 30. So all of his stuff was still there. And I remember seeing that record and he had Paranoid. Mm. And uh, I just remember my uncle collected a lot of vinyl. He was a huge Black Sabbath fan. Uh, my dad was more like Beatles and, yeah. and Zeppelin. And Fred was like Frank Zappa and Black Sabbath. And, um, yeah, I remember hearing that record. Um, I honestly, I guess I listened to Paranoid more. Mm. Than the first record, even. Um, but I mean, the Wizard, you know. It's a Hell yeah! Track. Ooh, love yeah, it, that's, that's, love it, love it, was, love it. I never stuff on there that uh, I mean, when we first heard it too as a band. Like the whole story behind how they got their sound too. You know, obviously started out as a blues band. Yeah. You know, yep. Earth was their name, right? Yeah. Earth and yep. uh, something before I can't remember, yeah. but it was something, and then it turned into Earth, mm. and yeah. then it turned into. Something. And then yep. Tony's accident, where you know he lost the tips of his fingers. Yeah. Tuning the guitar down. You know, all of a sudden you're you've got in 1960. What was what weird that like in the late 60s? Uh, when, so, yeah. You know, you've got right. You've recorded at 69. Seven. You got drop tune guitars all of a sudden. You know, never right. been done. Before. First of its kind. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then you have the way he would play power chords because they only have one guitar player. So he would mm. shake the chords to make the the sound fuller, unintentionally creating that creepy cool vibrato. Yep. So yep. it's like you know the story of how they naturally got their sound. Is awesome, yeah. You know? But when you hear those songs like The Wizard or uh, any of those tunes like that, I mean, that was cool. It had they had a harp on their stuff, but yep. it was also super like doomy and heavy, and yep. that influenced us a lot. You know, those low low down riffs and you know just cool melodies and just over the you know the vocals were just I, I think, don't know. It was just you cool. about vocals. I think people like obviously you know everybody remembers you know the Osbournes show you know, and it's like in pop culture that did you know I mean may have done more for Ozzy and, and Black Sabbath than the records. Right, it's, yeah. It's crazy as yeah. he is. Yeah. But, like, I think people forget how good of a singer yeah. he is and was. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, his voice was killer on those records, you know? And and his ability to write a melody. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. The, you know, just, Absolutely. just crazy. Yeah. But I think, we, and we were just talking before this, like, you know, without the blues, there wouldn't have been Black Sabbath, there wouldn't have been Led Zeppelin, no. anybody. No, we no. Would, you know, that's how... And talking about our new record here, let's plug that. Our, we have a new record coming out. It's called Black and Blues. Part uh, two. Part, part two. Yeah. And I told I told them earlier, I said, we work super hard on this creative new album. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know what? The first one, because it was an EP, we wanted to keep it uh, pretty, simple. pretty yeah. simple. And, you know, uh, and also, there's something to be said for simple album artworks. I mean, you know, too, there's something that just stands out. But mm. we got this idea of the half the logo from... Aerosmith's uh, greatest hits record that they released like in 94. No, 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 not 94. Maybe 94. It was like red, had half the logo on on it. It was the greatest yeah, hits. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yes, Pretty yes, iconic. yes. Blood yes. red. Yes. Blood red yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where... Uh, half the wing. Yeah. yeah. I, I loved that, how cool it was. And um, we kind of took that. So essentially, we just, for the second one, instead of trying to make it really confusing, we just inverted the colors and said, let's just keep the same artwork yeah. and do it black on, you know, so... Cool. And yeah, it saved a lot of time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's all good. It looks great. It's it's gonna look great on, on vinyl though. Yes. This is, this is, yes. This is, is smoke free toning. 
That's right. Have a cigar. He's snoozing. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There we go. He's on the road. He's trying. He's trying to be more proactive. Nice. That's well, he, he's now. getting older. He's getting older. No, he, well, he's vaping then. He's vaping. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. As you mentioned with Tony Iommi and his fingers, I remember it wasn't until uh, I think maybe six, seven years ago that I actually saw a picture, a close-up picture of Tony Iommi's fingers, uh, which was in actually Martin Popoff's book, Hand of Doom, I think. That was actually the first time where I actually saw a close-up where he's not wearing the uh, prosthetics Mm -hmm. and all that, and uh, just weird. Yeah. Since it happened so long ago, you kind of figured there'd be pictures there, but you right. rarely see it. Yeah, it's quite amazing that he even picked up. Like you've heard the story, how his old boss, uh, I think Django Reinhardt had an extra finger, right? Uh, Django only had. Yeah, he had oh, exactly had something like that. Also, yes, yeah. yes. And I think he introduced Tony to his his old yes, boss. Yes, you know, At the factory, you wow. know, said, "Hey, listen to this guy. Yeah, he only has three fingers. Yeah, so if he has three fingers." You can keep playing. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how. And it's, it's quite remarkable. Like little things like, uh, like Def Leppard. You know, sure. Re- relearning how to play the drums with one arm. How absolutely in adversity you really step up. And, yeah. And yeah. Tony Iommi invented a, a genre right. of music because of because of this because of it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, everybody else probably would have stopped. Yeah. Absolutely. And been yes. like, okay, well that's it. Yes. You yeah. Know? And it's like, yeah. dude, and he didn't. Like I said, he invented a genre of guitar playing. Yeah. Because of those accidents. So yeah. It's like, and look, you know, Rick Allen too is. Think how many people. Uh, he inspired. He is inspired. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know I mean? Oh yeah. You know. And not just for the drums for. For you know, life, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For getting up, having Anything. a sure. paralyzed. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And he's such a positive dude. Like when we toured with him, you know, he was such just a awesome, awesome guy. And you know, uh, I don't know, man. That, that was just really cool. Nice. Sitting, sitting behind his drum kit, like watching how right. You know, he, he does his snare with his left foot, and, and all Did that. you get to try it? No, I no. Did, he said on my kit. I didn't sit on his. Right. So maybe we can tour again with him and all. We were a little intimidated too. That was still early on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Because now, like, hey, we, now we're out here with Alice Cooper. <laughs> yeah. We've already asked for them. They've already put me in the guillotine out here. <laughs> now we're like, hey, I'm, I'm, we're not going to not ask. No, you know? exactly. We're begging them to let us come on stage. Yeah. You know, so. hillbilly zombies. One night, last night. Please, please. Hillbilly zombies. Yeah, that's perfect. So let's dig in a little bit to Iomi and Bill Ward. Um, have you, maybe then or maybe more so, brought on some, have they influenced your playing at all? Bill Ward did me for sure. I remember sitting in my bedroom. And listen to Paranoid, and also I had the reunion album that came out in '98, '9. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. Late '90s, yeah. And I used to listen to that like 
every night before I would go to bed, and I had this really cool neon black light cobra poster in my bedroom. <laughs> right. And I would turn that black light on, baby, and sit there and listen to that. Uh, that it sounds was, evil. No, it's evil. <laughs> yeah, burning incense in my room. Uh, but like, I I I loved Bill Ward's drum. Yeah. You know, like some of the like I remember uh, some of the earlier stuff on like the debut Black Cemetery record, like. You know, I was trying, like, dude. I'm a huge John Bonham fan. Yeah, I mean, you know, who's not a drummer and is not a Bonham? Yeah. and the way you hit is very yeah. Bonham, very yeah. jazzy, like, yeah. <laughs> very light approach. Yeah. You know, I play with brushes. Uh, but like, what I liked about Bill Ward is like his playing was first of all not perfect, mm. and I love that because I, I just, I can't perfect is not in my arsenal, and his stuff was like. I, I guess you would call it staccato, the way like, oh, okay, yeah, in, like those drawn out like measures of time, where it's like, bow, boom, 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 doo, doo. you know, it would just come. It, it just felt like, God, is he ever going to end this drum roll, you know? And it, but let me tell you this: you listen to some of their stuff, and it's like, like it goes. They have jazz parts, mm. and it, you know, they were killer musicians. Yeah. It wasn't just like, you know, okay, we're a rock band. I think like. We're talking earlier. It's like blues and jazz. Yes, all that that influenced that band for Sabbath. Huge, sure, huge absolutely. You know, um, but yeah, I, I love Bill Ward. Yeah, and I think it's same can be said for Tony Iommi. I mean, yeah, he for sure. Like I was saying about listening to some of those drop tune riffs, and you know what I mean, and also the simplicity of his riffs. I mean, I love a good crazy riff. You know, like a like a black dog or something like that, mm. where it's a little more complex. Mm. You know, but then. You get Iron Man, and it's like, okay, well, that's one of the simplest riffs, just like Smoke on the Water, but that's right. everybody knows it. You know what I mean? You know, a two-year-old can hum that. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> it's genius behind that. Yeah. Um, and also, like, there was a, a record that Tony Iommi did that we loved oh, yeah, yeah. called Fused. It had Glenn Hughes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, the guy that produced that was Bob Marlette, and the reason we chose Bob Marlette to do our second album is because of that album. Oh, alone. all right. And uh, because we loved it. And, uh, of course, we love Glenn Hughes. But the riffs behind that, too, were like a, you know, a modernized. It was like modernized sound. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, and the tones were cool on it. And, man, it was just, we heard it and we said, damn, that kind of sounds like us. You know? <laughs> so, we, we, yeah, so, you know, huge fans of that, for sure. Nice. Tony, Tony Iommi's just full of riffs. He also had a. An album called Iomi Iomi, yeah, where he oh, had yeah. all different lead singers on, yeah, amazing songs. Yeah. yeah, it's it's probably one of the lost gems. I think that album because yes. it didn't sell as good as what it should have. It's right. just phenomenal, nice, absolutely phenomenal. Oh, st- story. Uh, a guy I know in LA went to uh, the release party uh, for I think that Iomi album, and it was at Sharon. Hell, Sharon was doing it, I think, and. Um, uh, his buddy, uh, the buddy I know, his buddy, kind of leaned back. He had long hair, and it um, hit a candle, so it started burning. Wow! And Sharon was there quicker than in a second. Like, don't you dare think of suing or something like that. It was just really? like funny as hell. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> she got it down. <laughs>
one other thing, and we we got to let you guys go soon. Um, some of these songs we're talking fifty years old song Black Sabbath. Yeah. Um, maybe not the Wizard because they don't really play that, but uh, NIB. Yep. Black Sabbath yeah. still yep. to this day. Yep. Sure. Top of their arsenal. Yeah. Um, to have songs like that, so the longevity of those songs are, is unbelievable. Yeah. And, well, you know, how cool is it to have a song named after your own band, too? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, you know, how many people of have course, this? yeah. You got to do it. I don't know. I mean, I used to get confused about that. When I first got turned on a Sabbath, I was like, what is that? They were like, have you ever heard Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath? And I was like, what? It's on, it's on the Black Sabbath album. Yeah, I was like, hang on. I was like, like that's cool. Right yeah. And then, of course, in NIB. In and then that, they did that version. Remember the Primus uh, version with that, too? Uh, on the um, nativity, Nati- uh, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that song, yeah, even carried on after that, and yeah. it was reintroduced to a whole new genre oh, yeah. of yeah, people, yeah. you know. So, but wasn't Nev named after Geezer uh, Bill Ward's goatee, though? Wasn't it? Everybody thought it was something satanic. It was just really exactly it was yes, something like that. Yes, I think they're the most misunderstood <laughs> band of all time. Like, they, like, like you know, what you I mean? know and also too, because I learned this, um, and I'm pretty sure this is correct. Where they got their band name from, you know? Yep. Uh, I think I'm correct. I hope I am. Um, they were in a studio, right, or rehearsing somewhere, uh, and there was a movie showing. Am yeah. I on the right track? Okay, good. Because there was a movie showing. It was the movie series was Black Sabbath. Yes. And I saw one of those on TV a couple of years ago on Halloween. Like, uh, there's a classic movie channel that was playing it. Mm. Boris Karloff. Boris Carlos. Yes, exactly. Boris Carlos. Yes. And there was yes. different yes. Ser- different episodes in this. Ser- and I watched it, and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, this is like scary cool yeah. old stuff yeah and then i started to google it and i was like i'd never heard of that series before and I, I like a lot of horror stuff john fred does too and then it came out that okay that's where black sabbath got their name yeah, yeah, from, you know yeah. so i was like man that's awesome you know i love hearing <laughs> stuff like that yeah you know? absolutely well, have you ever met the guys by the way we met tony iomi once yeah. uh very quickly at the classic rock awards in oh, london yeah. in 2007 Right. Um, but we were so nervous. So right. it wasn't like a, you know, it was a very quick, shook his hand, like, thank you for your, thank you for your music. Yeah. And, you we know, love you, bye. Yeah, we love you, bye. Ronnie James Dio was there. Oh, All right, Dio, yeah. Glenn Hughes, Alice was there, Jimmy Page. Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler. It was Jeff nuts. Man, how cool. many records have sold it? Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. We, were st- we were standing on stage getting our, doing our little speech and looking out there and it's like, Okay, you know, <laughs> seeing the real life faces of what we're used to seeing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bizarre. You know? Yeah, but we were there. Everybody was there as peers. Mm. We weren't there at a fan convention. We weren't there at a meet and greet. It was like we were there as a, as yeah. a fellow band. Yeah, and that's what was yeah. bizarre about it. It was like, whoa, this is weird. We so, still have trouble not freaking out. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. we're 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 still like. We're fangirls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, yeah. we haven't have, lost that. No, know? no. Even though we do it for a living too, it, we haven't lost touch of going, man. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. You know? Hell yeah. 2007. Yeah. That's when that okay. was, yeah. So we're talking 12 years ago. Right. Yeah. So, so when, <laughs> when you, like, when you put that, sure, you know, in, in uh, when you stand back and look at that, yeah, yeah, that's longer than Ozzy was in Black Sabbath. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. That's longer than Van Halen were together. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's longer than Led Zeppelin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's quite, it's quite, um, and I can understand you, and I think it's really healthy that you're still, you know, still right. fanboys. But also, yeah. there's this new legion of people mm. that are coming up, probably thinking the same, or mm. are thinking the same about Blackstone Cherry. Yeah, right. you yeah, know? yeah. So, we, yeah. I'll tell you something. We, we, uh, Ben was saying, you know, uh, we've had, you know, so many great bands open for legends, and 
honestly, being on tour with those bands, like Alice, their camp, Dallas Cooper camp, band, Alice's wife, nicest people ever. And it's like, that was that was something that we we learned early on, uh, being an opening band for some of these legends, like White Snake and Death Leopard, you know, and, and the Skinner guys. Like, they treated us so well. Mm. And every time we go tour and we have, you know, a band's opening for us, we had that mentality. We're like, all, like, just make everybody's day the best and easiest yeah. and most positive yeah. you can. Because, you know, one of these days, you're going to be opening for them. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's a constant revolving tape, you know, yeah. music business is constantly revolving. So, yeah, you, um, we, we do learn things about how to, you know, how to do it from the pros. You know what I mean? So, if we're on a big tour, like you said, and we have support, it's like, how can we make them feel as cool as mm. Alice Cooper made us? Mm. You know what I mean? Or, vi- you know, and so you know, it always comes around. Everything always comes back. Definitely. Definitely. You done? I'm done. Yes. <laughs> guys, thanks for your time. Thank, Thank you so much. Go and check it out. Um, um, check out all the Blackstone Cherry catalog. It's it's all out there um, on Roadrunner and on Mascot Records, the latter part. And, um, on iTunes. And iTunes, yes. Spotify. Spotify. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and in record stores. Oh yes. Ten years ago, record stores it yeah. was shut down, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, and now it's it's you know I'm so glad that they're yeah. still yeah. there and and they're thriving. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. growing. Vinyl yeah. sales are up. And, oh yeah. Um, yeah. You you could you you gave vinyl away ten years ago. Mm. You know, mm. people at yard sales fifteen yeah. years ago, yeah. you did throw it outside. Yeah. You know, and now it's like it's a commodity. You know, it is. Commodity. It is. Guitars. It is. Remember that when they did it with guitars? Sure. They just got rid of all the. Yeah, all those old guitars, and uh, now they're worth a fortune. That's mm. right. Now it's, yeah. it's a better investment. I think it's a better investment than a house these oh, days. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah oh, probably. Yeah, right one in right condition. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. gold tops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Alrighty, guys. Uh, Thank you. See you guys soon. Thank right. you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.